Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Flip This with Steve Londo, the real estate investing podcast that focuses on finding and negotiating with motivated sellers and flipping houses without using banks or private lenders. You must be prepared to ignite.
Ooh, that's a little morbid to come into. Somebody drowning, but hey, if you're not listening to this podcast, you're gonna be drowning in sorrow. That you didn't step up and start wholesaling like I'm telling you to, motherfuckers. Welcome to the Flip This Podcast. This is the real estate investing podcast that teaches you how to find and negotiate with motivated sellers to flip houses without using banks or private lenders. As always, I'm your host, Steve Londo, joined by my boy, Jeremy Burgess. What up? How's it going, everybody? I am a full-time wholesaler, flipping houses in Detroit and the suburbs. And wholesaling, if you don't know... Now you know. It's when you go out and find a house, somebody that needs to sell a house, and you negotiate a price, sign a contract to buy it from them for, say, 30000 and you go out and market it and find a buyer that'll pay you 40000 You assign your contract to the buyer, and you make the profit in between. So welcome. Thanks for tuning in once again. Episode number 16. Three weeks in a row? Four weeks in a row. Look That's at that. Right. Hey, Ooh. I just want to give a shout out to your Biggie reference right now. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I okay. see if people caught it. <laughs> I'm sure people will catch it. <laughs> Listening to the music I have on this, you people know. You know what's up. So, to kick off episode 16, I'll get rid of the rest of that music. We have our first, the first section, as always, is deals. My favorite in. section. Deals, deals, deals. Can you hear the hands? Has Steve Money. got deals for you? Are you guys ready? Hey, pull over. Get your pen and paper. Steve's going to sell you some shit, all right? Get ready. Get your checkbook. Get your checkbook. So the first deal that we have. Oh, yeah. Sound of the pen. There you go. (laughs) Click, click. First deal. This one is a, this is a great rental. This is like a perfect landlord special. Uh, Doesn't need a lot of work. It's not tenant occupied currently. It's owner occupied. It's in Warren. It's 6767 Topher. And it's spelled T-O-E-P-H-E-R, or excuse me, P-F-E-R, T-O-E-P-F-E-R. In Warren, it is um, 17.5. It's a two-bedroom on a slab with a one-car detached garage, but it's in really good shape, and you should be able to pull 750 to 850 a month in rent out of this, um, 750 to 800 in rent out of this, out of this place. Um it's really clean. It's in good condition. There's some minor plumbing uh, repairs to be made and then cosmetic and cleaning. Um, 6767 Topher. Again, I'm looking for 17,500. That's a pretty good deal. Good Lord. Wait, that, that's what we call a landlord's paradise, right? That's Cash right. Cash checks every month. For sure. That's a great return. I don't even know what it is. I didn't get my calculator, but I'm guessing it's somewhere Too fucking good to calculate, 20. Steve. <laughs> Just buy it. Buy it. Buy it now. 313cashdeals.com. Steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com if you want to make an offer on that house. Um, the next one, actually, this one uh, I said last week, too. I'm going to give you guys one last chance, and I'm listing it on the MLS. 3737 Gladstone in Detroit. This one is tenant-occupied. It's a three-bedroom. Uh, mostly brick house, marginal neighborhood, but a phenomenal value. Seventeen thousand. I lowered it another thousand. Um, you're not going to find a much better value on on a nice Detroit rental property than. Why that. do you think people are sitting on these things? They don't like cash flow. I don't they know. Don't like I guess it. they don't like money. Yeah, I like money. Seven hundred a month, rented since June. Um, got, I've got lease. I've got you know all that stuff that you'll need. Lease, uh, rent roll, all that. It's a great return. Um, you. You really need to check that house out. 3737 Gladstone, Detroit, 48206. 
hit me up, 313cashdeals.com. Hey, I got my calculator on that one. So this one, how much is it rented for? 700. So we do 700 times 12, divide by two, divide by, what are you asking? 17,000. 24.7%. That's pretty good. I I mean, do you know any CDs paying twenty four? No, do you no, know any no. savings or Here's stocks the problem. that you don't want to buy one, you want to buy a ten, but you got to start with one. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, maybe you're on three or four, and you need five or six. Now this is the one. You don't buy one in Detroit, you buy ten in Detroit. That's right. So twenty four point seven percent. That's my down and dirty. Come on, folks. What are you What are you waiting for? Get on that. That's good shit. Three one three castjeels dot com. Steve at Steve buys houses fast. Com. And last one, this one's a great, this is Jeremy's, this is an amazing house. I'm going to give you the small details and let him give you all the the bluster. 16854 Muirland in Detroit, 48221. This, man, this is an amazing house. It's uh, We need 45000 for it. It's a nice big brick colonial. It's three bedrooms, two baths. There's a basement. Uh, there's no garage. It's 1,600 plus square feet. Really, really clean Nice, nice home in a beautiful area. Jeremy, you've been in this house. You walked it. And what, what do you think? It's fucking gorgeous, top to bottom. Everything that it needs is incredibly minor. And if you don't know the area, um, basically, this is just south of University District. So if you go right to Six Mile and Livernois area and you head north, so from Livernois east from Six Mile to Seven Mile up into the park slash golf course, wherever, depending on where you're at, that's university district. This is what, this is just on the other side of six mile where comps have jumped. Everything in the university district is going big time, right? 180, 250, maybe even some three hundreds now in there. We're back up into 2004 and five prices, right? Now it's jumped. It's jumped over. There's comps, very strong comps in the 75, 80 range. And this is one of these great houses. She's, she inherited it from her mother. She um, raised her grandkids, her kids and her grandkids in it. She took very good care of it, has a new roof. All the windows are updated. This house is fucking immaculate on the inside. Some minor things, right? Some of the cedar shingles are a little worn. I put in money to just turn it all into vinyl siding, but you could just replace that and repaint it. And it has negative grade around the basement. Just years. You could tell when she replaced the roof that she did the gutters, but... You can tell for years it just had the gutters were overfilling, just boom, mm-hmm. right down. So you need to put positive grade around the house and then paint and seal and paint the, the basement on the inside. Okay. That's a, and some t- knickknacky shit. I mean, this is really good. And I wish I had some guts. Uh, my partner um, and I decided, no, not enough guts on this one, right? But anybody who has guts, this is going to be a $100,000 house in the spring. Yeah. If the shift doesn't happen, if the market doesn't crash, which I don't think it's going to, but who knows what it's really going to do. You buy on, you sit on this one during the winter. This is going to be a $100,000 house the spring of 2017. And if not, you can buy, fix, and flip in Detroit right now. Put fifteen twenty in your pocket. Or even better yet, rent it out. Get that baller money, man. Yeah, what do you out. think this would rent for? This would easily rent for 1100 Okay. Yep. Maybe even 1200 but I say 1100 safely. It says two full bathrooms. Look at the pictures, folks. Um, it's not even going to be here. So probably not. I already had. Well, I told yeah. you before the podcast, I had someone asking about it, and yeah. he's he's pretty interested. So and then he called me. So he sent me two emails and called me. 
within 10 minutes of my email going yeah, out. Yeah, this so. is this is the one where I wish my shit was better. Um, I would keep it. I yeah. think I, w- I would. This is one of the ones, you know, half the shit we wholesale we can't believe sells. The other half we wish we can keep. Yeah. This is in the wish we can keep category. So. Yeah. So again, it's one six eight five four Muirland. It's M U I R L A N D in Detroit four eight two two one. This is this is an awesome house forty five thousand three one three cashdeals dot com. Steve at stevebuyshousesfast dot com. And as a reminder, don't contact me. Contact Steve. So that's right. So the next section: what's working and what's not. Um, I don't really have a what's not working right now. Um, Gotta get in there and fuck some shit up, Steve. So, but this week, what is working? Is listing homes on the MLS? What a what a concept! Oh man, selling houses on the MLS. I mean, who would have thought that? But you can't that? do that, Steve. Yeah, you can't do that. It's illegal. Uh, actually, it's not. I have a contract and I'm licensed. So, woo. Um, so yeah, listing houses on the MLS that my buyers don't jump on equals that house is selling, and I'm actually getting more. You know, almost every time more than I would get from my list, yeah. even after paying commissions and closing costs. So. What I'm usually doing is I'm <clears throat> I'm telling the buyer's agent it'll be an assignment that I'm going to cover the commission out of the assignment, and then usually I pay the closing costs out of the assignment because um, generally it's about a thousand, sometimes a little more. It depends on the spread size. It depends on the negotiation. Sometimes I'm able to get the buyer to pay the closing costs too, which I did on the Madison Heights house. Sweet. So the Madison Heights house that nobody would buy, nobody even hardly called about. I sold and made $8,000 spread assignment. It's not bad. Thanks. That's a good that. day. Yeah. And that was net. So that was, a, that was after paying closing costs. Actually, they paid the closing costs there. So, but it was after paying the commission and I paid a thousand flat commission on that one because, well, I think the, I think it was only like nine fifty. I gave her $50 more, but you know, um, it was something that, um, it went way smoother than I kind of thought it would. Um, the conversations I've got one right now, the landlord special in Lincoln park. If you might've noticed was missing from my deals for sales. Cause that motherfucker is sold. Yeah. Sold it off the MLS. Um, a little bit of a challenge. I had to talk to the broker, the agent, and then can you talk to my broker please and explain? Yeah. And I had that conversation and the way it was going, it was almost like I was just not going to bother. But because she's the way she was asking questions and the way she was asking them, I didn't like the way they were sounding. Their tone was almost like accusatory. Like, so you're, so you're just doing this so you can make more money than a regular commission. I'm like, well, yeah. Talk about somebody who doesn't understand anything what you do. Number yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I put the house under contract to buy it. <laughs> we have too many houses to You're just to trying do to make a right profit, now. aren't yeah. you? Actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have too many houses right now. I can't take this one on. My partner's passed because of the the porch. This is exactly what happened. The person I had in mind for this house passed because of the porch. And she, I walked her through, and she was fine with it. I told her to call Ron, my broker. I said, you can call him. She's He understands exactly what we're doing. That's Ron Walraven, too, for the folks listening. And I don't list houses. like So I... I mean, essentially, I had to get the seller to take a slight discount on this. Actually, she begged me to just, I'll take it, just let's go. Um, but the offer price I have it under contract for is essentially what I sold it for. So I'm pretty much, when it's all said and done, going to make 3% commission or maybe like 3.5%. But the way we get there is still going to be through the assignment because Ron doesn't want me listing 
houses for other people. So while I could probably have shifted it to get a listing agreement from the seller, cancel my contract, all that. Yeah. Why? You already had it under contract and it's legal. So it, I explained to the broker, she seemed all good. So, um, they're waiting for me to send a new contract because they tried to send me their contract, which, you know, <clears throat> if you know, realtors, every broker decides they want to write their own paperwork and all of that. So I said no to that, put it on a standard, you know, board contract. Um, well, I don't know if I have one. I'll send you. I'll, how about I just write the contract up? How's that? So I'm going to write it up, send it to them for them to sign and send it back and then I'll sign it. So, that's my what's working, listing houses on the MLS. So nothing's really nothing stands out that's not working at the moment. So I'm gonna skip that for this week. Do you mind if I state the obvious? Yeah, sure. So for everybody, when Steve sends it out the first time, you go, you know, I'm gonna wait till he sends it out again with the price reduction because you're a bunch of cheap investors, which I love. I don't hate that. No. I love that. Uh, you're not gonna get a second chance at no. it. No. So you better better swing at it the first uh the first pitch you get or it's going on the MLS and it's going to be sold for more. So yep. what I don't understand is why don't you just buy this shit, put it on the MLS and sell for more and close it faster. Would you want more money or fast money, Steve? Yeah, I want fast money. Fuck yeah. I want just what you get in a wholesaling for yep. fast money. Yep. You guys go get them more money. All right. I'm not counting your money. Let me let yeah. you make me an offer. You see a house I send out, make an offer. If, if it comes in the first day and it's too low, I'll probably tell you no, but there's no reason, you know, uh, I, if I like the offer, I'm going to take it. Yeah. I mean, we had an offer last night on a house, two grand under what we asked for it. And this was a more tight deal than some. We took it. We Not said, bad. Well, we counted at one. We counted yeah. a thousand. So fast money, beats slow money, fast, and he'll be closed probably by next week. But you have a relationship. Yep. Always he's bought multiple he houses. He's going to do, right? Always so. does what he says. Always sends the EMD when he says closes when they say yeah. you know there's certain things i have to work around with this particular buyer um the way they do things i just unknow that and and we account for it and make sure we accept their offer get them in the house and you know go off to closing so yeah so that's it if you guys are are waiting around for me to lower the price and trying to be you know savvy investor don't do that don't waste your time just if you like a house, send me an offer and we'll work something out. If it's a, if it's, if we're close, if we're not close, it's better to find out now anyways. Yeah. And if you're a new person, you might want to lead with more than just a uh, negotiation. Cause I don't know yeah. about you, Steve, but I know negotiate people who I've done deals with, right? You do deals. Yeah. I'm, I'm more, much more likely to negotiate. You know, yeah. if you haven't done one, it's going to be a little harder. So, well, and the first email, if it, if it's what's the lowest you'll take, it, it's going to be asking price. I mean, that, don't fucking call. Don't email me and say, what's the lowest you'll take? Make me an offer and I'll tell you if I'll take it or not. I mean, why am I going to negotiate against myself? That's stupid. Why would I, I, I put the asking price in the email. If you don't like that price, name it, name a price. Yeah. And don't just make an offer. Maybe set a time frame. So, sure. you know, like, Hey, make, make you, make yourself sound like a put together motherfucker, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'll offer you 40,000, thousand EMD, you know, I want to inspect it tomorrow and we'll close by Friday, close next Friday, close yeah, in 10 yeah. days, whatever. Close, close this Friday. I like yeah. the sound of that. <laughs> close in two days. I like that. And you know what? We both have a buy. I have a buyer right now. The one I brought for you the, for the one deal who could have done that. Yeah. And he was ready. He's like, he's like, can we close? Can we close? Can we close? And he's buying another one in Detroit from me too. So 
Excellent. Rock on. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he, I gave him the speech too about more than one. I'm like, Hey, this is a great house. This is a good one. You definitely want to own more than one regardless. If you're going to buy in Detroit, buy a bunch. You do. Yeah. You need to you either need to not be in Detroit yep. or you need to have 10 in Detroit. There's really no in between, you know, yeah. and a stomach. You, you need a strong constitution, the ability to count money. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> So on to the funny stories. Actually, funny, angry, happy. This one's a little mix of all of them. Um, like a Greek tragedy. Ooh, it almost ended in tragedy for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's see. This is the East Point house that I closed on and that we are doing a, a actual rehab on. This is why I don't fucking rehab, man. This is why I like wholesaling. Although if this was one of my houses that I wholesaled, I'd still be in the same predicament. I'd still be doing the same thing I'm going to end up doing here. Although I wouldn't be paying for the attorney. I'd be like following up and making sure shit was getting done. And it would have still been my problem. Just not as completely my problem, but so Greenbrier, we, um, we closed on the 14th and we are, um, I go over there a few hours later to, um, put the lockbox on, Put the lockbox on. There's somebody there at the house. I thought it was the seller's parents while they're helping her move out and all that. And she put the lockbox on, said, hey, you know, nice to meet you. Thanks. You know, good luck. Blah, blah, blah. And off I went. Monday, uh, Robert comes over, who's managing the project for me. And he's like, your lockbox is gone. I was like, what? Yeah, not not just your lockbox is gone. The whole door handle's gone. What the? F- what are you talking about? What? I don't know. So I'm thinking it was the tenant. They, she still had stuff there. They were moving out. I gave her the code to the, but I don't know why they would have done that. I was confused, not knowing what's going on. Okay, whatever. All right, let's get the locks changed. We need to do that anyways. Put new lock sets on both sides. And actually the, for some reason, the deadbolt wouldn't fit on the back door. So we just left it off and only had the, 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 the doorknob. Well, that was last week. This week, my tile guy goes over on Monday to start and um, the lock, he takes the lock box, you know, gets the key out and it works in the main lock, but it doesn't work in the deadbolt. What the fuck? So he goes around to the back door and doesn't work in that lock either. He calls me. He's like, Hey buddy, your, um, your key's not working. I'm like, what? Fuck. He goes, yeah, your key's not working. Um, you probably, um, I don't know. I, I, this isn't my first time. Cause I'm like, did you, you know, maybe you got a jiggle or something. He's like, but this ain't my first time. I've, been, yeah, I've done this a time talk. or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but we just changed the locks. I don't know what's going on. So, And then he's talking about the back door. I'm like, well, it's the same key for the lock and the deadbolt on the front and the lock on the back. So we don't have a deadbolt on the back. He goes, no, there's a deadbolt on the back and no handle. Oh, shit. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure you got that backwards. He's like, dude, I'm standing right here looking at it. I'm pretty sure you've got it backwards. I'm like, well, fuck. I call Robert. I'm like, wasn't it this way? He says, no, you got it backwards. I'm like, shit. Yeah, we got a problem. So I told him what was going on. And well, I found out that it was the seller's ex-boyfriend that is changing the locks. And I find out, you know, I get his information. I'm going to call him and, and figure this out. Don't know what's going on. Don't understand this. I'm like, okay, because she was supposed to give him half of the proceeds. And I knew that there was some sort of issue there. But she was the owner. I went through title company. I do it all always, you know. I got a warranty deed. I got title insurance. 
I own this house. I mean, I'm, we're good. He seems to think he owns the house. So I, when I finally talked to him, basically Steve, my tile guy's over there working on the tile and some guys pull up, they walk up looking at his house, car in the driveway and he's standing in the front window looking at him, looking at his car like, who the fuck are these two motherfuckers? What are these guys doing? And he opens up the door and is like, can I help you? And they're like, little wave, like kind of, uh, you know, dismissive, like come out here, peasant type shit. Steve's like, who the fuck are you? And what are you doing by my car? He's like, um, what are you doing in my house? And Steve's like, um, ain't your house. The guy's like, yeah, it actually is. So anyway, he calls me and he, we're going through this whole thing. He seems to think he owns the house. And his reasoning is that, um, first of all, the dude was pretty ghetto and, yeah. You know, if you know these, these, I'll, I'll say ghetto types, I don't know. If ghetto warriors. Whatever. Yeah. Where they say the same thing and they like repeat it like a fucking skipping CD or whatever. It's not a spell, dude. Doesn't work. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's fraudulent D, bro. It's fraudulent D, bro. Fra- I'm like, motherfucker, if you say that one more time, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. So I'm like, okay, first, I heard you. You think it's a fraudulent D. I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I don't. I disagree. My title company disagrees. I mean, I didn't know anything about your claim until you're telling me this now. We closed on the 14th. And, you know, anyway, he what he's saying is that she went and forged his name. So she owned this house. She was going to sell it to him. And there was a quick claim deed from her to him for like 28000 or something. She said that he couldn't get, come up with all the money and deeded it back to her so that they could sell it and split the money instead. And he's so the chain of title was from someone, someone to her, her to him, him back to her. And then her to me, um, the deeds from him to her or from her to him and him to her, um, were within a week of each other. So I saw that when I'm doing my preliminary research before I put it under contract, I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Why would you deed the house? So I asked her about it, and that's what she told me, that they he couldn't come up with all the money to give her. So they did, transferred it back, and they were going to sell it and split the proceeds. They ended up splitting. It would have been a little bit less than what she would have got the 28 before. So I don't know. Um, I ended up calling her attorney. He had an attorney. He was posting – he was breaking into the house and changing the lock so that he could post an eviction notice that was like a 30-day notice, essentially, was what it was, and it was two months old. I'm like, first of all- That's some ghetto, ghetto lawyer shit. This isn't even like a valid yet. thing. I don't know what you're trying to- Who you're trying to evict doesn't live here anymore, so um, you don't have legal title to this property, and if you break in again, I'm just going to have you arrested. I mean- Oh, the other funny thing was I talked to him on the phone. I'm at Home Depot, like two miles away. I'm like, I'm at Home Depot. I'm finishing up. I'll be there in a few minutes. Wait for me. I'll, we'll come. I'll talk talk about this, and we'll figure out what to do. But you can't keep breaking into my house, man. It's, it's my house. I'm telling you it's not. But we'll talk about it. Hang tight. I'll be there in like 10 or 15 minutes. Hung up the phone. He left immediately. Like coward immediately. He could not have left faster. My hood scam's not going to work. I'm like this motherfucker. So I get over there to the house and Steve's there 
and um, we go through this stuff with him and I leave and he comes back and talked, you know, talks to me on the phone again and all that. And again, he leaves when I come back, I come back from the police department. He's gone. Cause I was at the police department at that point. Um, and I told him where I was and I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm like two miles. I'll be back in a minute. We can talk. He's gone. So we ended up talking a third time and I talked, I did talk to his attorney the next day. His attorney said he won't come to the house anymore. He won't change the locks anymore, but that he feels that she forged the deed. He says he never signed the deed back to her. She's saying that's bullshit. She's also saying that he, um, took the deed from her and recorded it. That's why. Cause she never, I'm like, I was thinking the same thing. Well, if you never got the money, why'd you sign a deed? Um, they're, you know, related, related sort of to you though. So baby mama, baby daddy drama shit. Mm-hmm. So fucking, we're going to end up going to court over it. I mean, she, the attorney said he already filed a lawsuit, but, and I told him, I'm like, look, I, I've got clear title to this property. I own it. So there was nothing of record about this. Well, we didn't know anything about it. And I said, that's actually, that's bullshit. He did know she was selling it for a number of reasons. One of the reasons was, remember when I said I came and put the lockbox on the day of closing? It wasn't her parents there. It was his parents. It was his mom, his stepdad that were there when I dropped the lockbox off. They knew I just bought the house. I said, hi, my name's Steve. I just bought this house. Yeah, we know. I know who you are. The lady was a little drunk, too. But... So, well, you don't think the apple falls too far from the tree, yeah, right, no. Steve? No. So this, this guy it thinks he's got a claim on the house. So from what the attorney said, um, he's like, I don't dispute that you have legal ownership of the house. We're, we're disputing that these deeds were, you know, basically the way he worded it to me made me think that they're just going to be fighting each other over who gets the money, which is fine by me. I don't give a shit. Keep me in my house out of it. I'm continuing with the rehab. We finished the hardwood floors today. The tile's done. Um, it's looking good. Things are progressing. Sell it fast. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to sell it. And, well, we're going to have to deal with the title, you know, that title issue when it comes. It's going to come up. Um, Do you think they filed something? They said they did. I, I've got to call Greco and, and have them check on it all. So you know, I don't know what's a record yet. They said they filed the lawsuit last week. But I don't know if they filed the list pendants against the house. I mean, yeah. they can sue her all they want. If they don't cloud the title in any way or file a list pendants up and this property being, in, it doesn't matter. I can There's sell a lot it. Of lessons and be in done. This story, man. There's a lot of lessons in this story. Number one, get fucking title insurance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is why. This is exactly why. This is why you don't do desktop, tabletop closings. Why you don't close at Starbucks with a notary or a UPS store with a notary. You go through and why you don't do quick claim deeds, really. Um, you can do all of those things I just said and still do it the right way, but you use a title company, you get title insurance, or you at least make sure that everything's on the up and up. But even here, I saw the deeds. I mean, if she forged his signature on that one deed, I don't even know how I or any title examiner or anybody would have caught that because we don't have anything to compare it to. It's a weird transfer but it ended up in the same person's hands who owned it in the beginning. If it ended up in someone else's hands, it probably would have been scrutinized a little bit more, but it ended up in the original owner's hands anyways, after the two weird deeds. So I, and probably everybody else would have just looked over that and said, okay, yeah, well the right person owns it. That's the person that signed this purchase agreement, selling it. 
okay, yeah, we're good. And we were good and we closed. So, yeah, so it's a funny story as in. So he's alleging she didn't give him his share of the money. Even worse, she's he's alleging she forged that quick claim deed from. But we know that's not him true. back to her. Why? So why? Is I he, don't know. That's not true. To be to be honest with you, I think they're both pulling some bullshit. So ah, okay, they both could be pulling some nonsense. So so he signed the deed, but she agreed to something, and now there's like some fuckery probably. about. Yeah. So what I think was um, when when I told her was, you know, you said you were going to split the money with him once he closed. It's in it's in her name. I don't know what she doesn't have to do that. I don't think. Anyways, I don't think he has any legal claim on the house at all, other than that one deed issue. But I don't think he does. It's her house. Um, I mean, title wise. So she said, "Yeah." He said he don't want it. I'm like he doesn't want it because he thinks he owns it, and he thinks I don't know what he thinks that he's going to unwind the transaction. And I don't know if that if that's ever happened. I think what the this issue is would be making it through the twelfth grade really helps. I think. I think that it would be yeah right. <laughs> I think it would be, but I didn't. Literally, I said it helps. <laughs> I didn't say it's a cure all. <laughs> but I um, uh, I don't know if it would just be a dispute between those two, and he would have a judgment against her. Um, th- the property shouldn't be included in this mess at all. Really, even if the deeds were were fraudulent i guess that but it's still if they were both fraudulent it ends up at the same place she was the owner she sold it to me i guess if the one from him to her was fraudulent and she didn't have the right she already sold it to him and then tried to sell it to me too i don't know i don't know what happens there i mean that's why i got title insurance the uh wheels of justice turn incredibly slowly yeah, that's great news. It is yeah. great news. Yeah, don't I think you'll probably have this thing sold and be gone. If I can and, close. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't cloud the title, which if they don't, I'm just gonna rent it and it's good it'll it'll be good cash I don't flow. See but. how they could cloud the title. Possible. It's possible. They could illegally cloud the title. Yeah. Which still means I have to clear it to close. Especially at Greco. Yeah, but with lawyers involved, generally, that sounds like some hood shit. Yeah. But you know what? I don't put it past some hood lawyers too. Yep. This and is a ghetto Greek tragedy. Like I said, it, it was going to end in tragedy for somebody, but he kept leaving. <laughs> so I, it was funny too. Cause Steve was like, um, I was like, who's, is it just him or what is he? No, it's him and his boy and they're both big. I'm like, great. Stay inside. Keep yeah. the door locked. Yeah. I said, just stay safe. Stay off the side. He's a CPL holder too. And you know, I, that's never the path you want to go, but fuck, I'd be damned if I'm leaving well if i'm leaving in a box for you guys out there don't stick your dick in crazy (laughs) for the girls out there how about you avoid the ghetto dick you know what i'm saying yeah i'm gonna throw out something very unpopular in 2016 you could just do it in the right order don't go fucking buy a house just get married man these are the when you want to do these new age things and hey i'm not hating you should do whatever the fuck you want just realize that without marriage there's really no protection if one party has the property in their name. What are you going to yeah. do to court? My feelings are hurt. Yeah, well, you can own. You don't have to be married to own the house together. Yeah, put it both on the deed, you right? Both be on the deed as joint tenants, and if either one of you dies, you know, joint tenants with full rights of survivorship is the same as husband and wife. If one dies, it goes back to the other one. Oh, sorry, there recording. Uh, that's for a closing for Friday. That's been trying to happen for two Fridays, but. Um, 
so anyway, that's that's the story for the week. I thought that was a pretty good one. We're going to have it. to get an update on this one, I think. We will, for sure. Down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there will be a weekly update because I'm doing the rehab <laughs> on it, too. So. so the wholesale tip of the week, it's not really wholesale related, um, but it's – I love this phrase. It was, I don't know why I was reminded of it. I had a pretty shitty day today and yesterday. Last night was shitty. Today was shitty. So it made me think of this quote. And it's, um, you remember Future Weapons? Um, I think it was a History Channel show. Future yeah, Weapons. Yeah, like Railguns. Richard like Mack, something, Mackowitz or something like that is his name. He's a former Navy SEAL. Anyway, he, he gave a speech. And I, I'd, I've seen this. I've posted on Facebook multiple times. It's a uh, not dead can't quit. So I'm not dead. I'm not quitting no matter what the situation is. Um, no matter how much you're struggling or how many times you fall down, keep getting the fuck up. If you fall down seven times, stand up eight, right? Old proverb. So that's, that's the wholesale tip of the week. It's not really wholesale related. It's just life related. But um, no matter what happens, if you got some crazy dude that thinks he owns your house, um, your closings fall apart or you whatever you wake up to a mega millions whatever some days are great some days aren't so great but keep getting up because not every day is the not so great i try not even to react at all I'm like a oh, deal died fuck it yeah yeah no whatever try i try not to have any feeling about it whatsoever yep as close as possible that being said i'm calling bullshit on this guy because my hood detective meter is <laughs> he would not run from you twice right. if he was innocent so I think you're right. right. And he wouldn't keep jumping in and changing the locks yeah. to post this weird. What? Okay. Here's the question. This is one I asked. <laughs> hey, um, you know, my name is Steve. I really, I own this house. I know you just closed on it and stuff, but there's some things you don't know about. Not, I'm going to break in your house and post this sign to evict someone that just moved out and not have any other information on it. Not a note like, hey, man, I, you know. I just wanted to get your attention. Okay, you got it. Yeah, not the right attention. You got attention. it. Not the right kind of attention either. Maybe this is an but. eviction 101 video on World Star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First, you kick in the door. <laughs> right. I will say the good thing is he didn't damage anything when they changed the locks. They didn't even drill them out. Somehow they got in, maybe through a window or something, which I've all secured them all now, but the alarm's reactivated now too. Um, but yeah, it's basically. Um, he didn't do anything. He just went in, changed the locks, posted his little sign, and left. So, although the one time he was there for the with the tile guy, the first time, him and his buddy did do the old like go. They stood on the new tile and like swiveled their feet, twisted their feet, so they fucked up the tiles. He had to reset them all. So, just one of those dumb, immature things that you know. Yeah. Like really, what if you really own the house and you're like you think those types of actions are going to endear you to any judge or anything. Yeah. No, don't try and intimidate Steve either. And that doesn't work very good. It just pisses me off. Yep. I'm not the biggest, strongest, toughest guy in the world. There's a bunch of people that can fuck me up and I train with many of them weekly. Um, but that's the wrong direction. I'd rather get fucked up personally. Yeah. Yeah. Then intimidating, you know, trying to intimidate and push me around. I don't, deal well with bullies at all so anyway um stay tuned for yeah, the that's a good for the comings and goings on that tragedy, story. it's entertaining yeah it's entertaining. never a dull moment steve hey that's why you listen to flip this podcast right <laughs> <laughs> and on that note yeah wow all right folks um first of all 
If you haven't already, go to 313cashdeals.com and you don't want to, don't get me wrong, we like selling these deals on these podcasts, but you don't want to wait. Go right to the source and get it. If you're thinking about selling your home, go to stevebuyshousesfast.com and you can fill all your information right on there. And if you like this podcast, here's what we need you to do. All right. Takes a lot of time to ask Steve's day to do this shit. He could be out wholesaling, selling you guys a bunch of shit, right? So you need to share this from the Flip This Podcast Facebook page or Steve's page or the Renegade Trite Investor page. Share it. Rate and review on iTunes. Say Flip This Podcast kicks ass, right? Something. Do something. These things help grow it. Make it worth um, Steve's time to do this stuff, folks. All right? And until uh, the next podcast. Shit.